0: This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt and this is Jessica and we're just excited to be here with you to study 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Jessica, will you just share a little bit about what Morning Breath is all about and some information on how they can be a part of it?
1: Yes, I will. Morning Breath is our radio show that is now also podcast video cast. And we take one chapter of the Bible, we read it together, and we both share what we feel God has breathed on it and study Morning Breath. And you can follow along with us. We'd really love for you to do this as part of the way that you read your Bible and learn more about the Word and um, i make the schedule in advance and so you can call the church office to get a copy of that schedule or you can look online at eccc.us or our app is called the east coast app and our church office number is 321-452-1060 if you need um, something emailed to you or even we'll send you a paper copy i think Mm -hmm. in the good old u.s mail
0: what is that
1: i know it's amazing. The
0: only thing I get in the mail these days are packages from Amazon. Bills. You don't see the bills because oh, yeah, I do the
1: bills. <laughs> A lot of bills. Bills yes. don't stop.
0: Mm. That is that is true. They never <laughs> stop. Um, what, uh, what's been going on these days? What you got going?
1: Well, happy belated 4th of July. Mm-hmm. We just celebrated that over the weekend on Saturday. Kind of weird when it's on a Saturday, you know, especially growing up. You're like, that was, it was a holiday. Your parents were off work. Saturday is just a little strange, but it was a great day. And um, the weather is hot as all get out. Mm -hmm. I have been still trying to do my 10,000 steps to keep up with my uh, COVID eating habits. (laughs) And it is so hot. Like I will try to get out the door by 7 a.m. and do a walk. And I am just dripping Mm -hmm. with sweat. There's like no, it's not getting any better. <laughs> it's only getting worse. You don't sweat.
0: You're not working hard enough. So oh you're man! Doing good.
1: This morning I was walking and I literally felt like I had. I was wearing your sunglasses because I can't, couldn't find oh, that's mine. what was
0: wrong with my glasses.
1: <laughs> I probably covered in sweat, and like I felt like there were tears like coming down my cheeks. I think my neighbors thought I was just bawling.
0: Nope. <laughs> I felt like crying. Just live in Florida. Just
1: walking. Yeah, that's all we're doing. So also. Um, beginning of July, which means like August is coming soon, which means school is coming and we have a 10th grader and he is getting ready to dual enroll in college. And it's such a cool option. It's something that I wish that I would have known about in high school and taken advantage of. But I feel like you have to have a master's degree to get your kid signed up to dual enroll. Yeah, it's insane. It's like do this, then find this form, then take this step, then take that test, then call this number, then they'll not really help you much, and mm-hmm. it's just like ridiculous. But we're doing it. We're making it.
0: Yeah, all the all those kind of things where it's kind of out of the norm. It's a lot harder. Uh, and it's know, our like,
1: first kid who's doing this too.
0: Yeah, dual enrolling in tenth grade. How many classes is he planning on taking you well know, that's a good question to
1: my i'm waiting Three for my advisor four. to tell me because i got the answer that he could do up to 21 credit hours but then i talked to Paige, and she's like he can't do that many classes and i'm like that's "What?" Crazy. so but i'm like why can't he because
0: <laughs> that's way too much work i for know a doing <laughs> high do it, school though. as well
1: he could do it no um, that is his high school the whole thing yeah i think i don't know see we're still we're working it out
0: we're just doing another science experiment on our oldest son. We'll
1: keep you posted. So far, so good. They did yeah. say his test scores were amazing, so I was like, praise the boop Lord. Boop.
0: All right, so uh, what's been going on in my life since you asked? Um, <laughs> well, we've got this thing called Signs of Hope at East Coast Christian Center, and it's a message series about hope, uh, bringing hope to your life. And we've got signs all over Bavard County that just have positive phrases on them, but each sign is actually linked to a message that we're teaching at church, and it's really just meant to encourage you and give you hope with all this kind of ups and downs of what's been going on in our lives. Uh, you know, from COVID-19 to racial tension, to all the things that are difficult and hard to work through um, but we need to work through, we need signs of hope along the way, just things that will encourage us and propel us forward. And so that's what signs of hope is all about. So that's what I've been working on.
1: I'm glad I asked.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for asking. It's
1: been a great message series. And every time it's just like, we need that hope because we are getting fed everything but hope from every direction. I mean there I'm sure people have seen it there's the all the conspiracy theories and there's people giving quote unquote prophetic words that it's going to get worse and it's just overwhelming and so we need hope mm-hmm. and so I look forward to the messages every Saturday and Sunday and they've been amazing so yeah. thank you for working hard Check on Check
0: those that. out on eccc.us that's where all the messages
1: are. Yeah, so book recommendations by Jessica on Monday's morning breath is Rhythms of Renewal and this is by Rebecca Lyons and i am i have like a fourth of the book left and so i'm confident to recommend this book i don't think it's going to take a hard, hard right turn but it is just really practical it's basically the rhythms of our life are of life trading stress and anxiety for a life of peace and purpose and oh, i that mean that sounds
0: good pretty i'll take that right exactly
1: now. that's pretty on point and it talks about what it means to rest what it means to um, restore your rhythm what it means to connect again and then create. And it's it's been a really, really good and practical book. So I like it. I recommend it. I got it from the library, as you can see. So as soon as I turn it in, you may request it as well. Mm. So uh, do you have a snack of the oh, day? Oh, I have a new, new segment of our program, snack recommendations. Yeah. I am off sugar right now, so I'd appreciate your prayers. But I also found freeze-dried Fuji apples from Aldi. By simply nature, 130 calories for one bag, and they are actually really good. And Matt asked for one, and I begrudgingly gave him half of one.
0: It was decent. (laughs) He liked it. It was decent. He liked it. I'll give you my snack of the day: polar seltzer, seltzer water, which I
1: still hate, but have chosen to um, drink now because there's no sugar in it.
0: I just like it. I don't like soda very much. I like it.
1: I like cherry coke,
0: and I like ginger ale if I'm going to go soda. So. Now that you know that our cravings, hopefully, you're not getting too hungry right now, <laughs> and you can pay attention to the rest of the study. Yeah, Second Corinthians chapter 13. Jessica, why don't you go ahead and read, and uh, I'll read half of it this time. Okay, if right. I'll stop so. at
1: seven then. I'll read through seven. And this is Second Corinthians 13. This is the last chapter of the book of Second Corinthians. And after this, we are going to dive into Exodus. So we're going to go Old Testament. After this, which is exciting. So, and hopefully that's prophetic for exodusing out of this crazy season (laughs) we've been in. (laughs) All right, here we go. Uh, This is the third time that I am visiting you. Every fact shall be sustained and confirmed by the testimony of two or three witnesses. I have already warned those who have sinned in the past and all the rest as well, and I warn them now, even though I am absent from you, as I did when I was with you the second time, that if I come back, I will not spare anyone since you seek forensic proof that Christ is speaking in and through me. He is not weak or ineffective in dealing with you, but powerful within you. For even though he was crucified in weakness, yielding himself, yet he lives, resurrected by the power of God, his father. For we too are weak in him as he was humanly weak, yet we are alive and well in fellowship with him because of the power of God directed toward you. Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves by an ongoing experience that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test and are rejected as counterfeit? But I hope you will acknowledge that we do not fail the test, nor are we to be rejected. But I pray to God that you may do nothing wrong, not so that we and our teaching may appear to be approved, but that you may continue doing what is right, even though we, by comparison, may seem to have failed.
0: For we cannot do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We are glad whenever we are weak, but you are strong. And our prayer is that you may be fully restored. This is why I write these things when I am absent, that when I come, I may not have to be harsh in my use of authority, the authority the Lord gave me for building you up, not for tearing you down. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love, And peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All of God's people here send their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen. All right. Great chapter. Uh, Some pretty, pretty strong verses in here. Um, did you want to jump into a verse or did you want me to jump into one?
1: I would like you to jump in.
0: All right, I'll start with the first verse. This is this is a guiding principle for me um, that I've I've pretty much used most of my life to basically help me know when uh, something's true, when something's not true, when I can uh, I should do something or not do something when I'm unsure. And that's first one, every matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. This is actually going back to a Deuteronomy scripture where it says one witness is not enough to convict anyone accused of any crime or offense they may have committed. It goes on to say, a matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. And the idea here is that every word delivered, whether it's referencing a court case, like you gotta have more than one testimony to uh, accuse somebody of a crime and then to be convicted two or three witnesses. Um, That's one illustration. Or uh, in the Old Testament uh, Jewish law, if two kings made a decree, it became a permanent law. One king could make a decree, but then the next king could come in and change it, or three kings later, they could change it. But if two kings made a decree, the same decree, it was a permanent law, never to be changed. And how this applies to my life is uh, I can evaluate things through two or three witnesses. So just for instance, you know, someone, uh, just real life examples, people have had dreams and the dreams appear to have a meaning. Uh, And, you know, as someone would say, hey, Matt, I had this dream, it has this meaning. Do you think I should do it? You, You think that it's real? Do you think that's true? Do you think that's a real dream from God? Do you think that's a real vision from God? Do you think that's a direction I should take in my life? Or, you know, I, I you might say, hey, I think I might need to move to Georgia because I was watching a show and some, you know, thing happened. So maybe I should move to Georgia. Okay, for me, I would always say, hey, let's establish that word. If you think that's a word from God, let's establish that word by two or three witnesses. And so now you need two other to three other corroborating, is that how you say that? Mm-hmm. Corroborating witnesses. And so what are the witnesses that I typically will look at? Number one, does the word of God agree with it? Uh, is, is there scripture that that shows that that is true and accurate? And really the scripture that we, we put on the highest platform is the scripture in the context of the day and age that we live in, which is a new covenant, um, which is the day of Jesus Christ, Died for our sins and rose again That sits at the right seat of God. So we're going to look at the New Testament covenant promises as the number one arcing, you know, guide for us uh, deciding if a word is true, if a direction is good. The next I would do is look at, um, you know, we have to find maybe you could say mentors or people that understand the Word of God or people that uh, could guide you with wisdom. So you'd want to look at uh, somebody with experience but also somebody with the same kind of ideals and principles of the Word of God and talk to them. Another would be by the Spirit of God. And so if you could get all three of those lining up with a direction, then man, I would say, hey, let's go for it. But if you can't get that kind of agreement, um, and if you could only get agreement from the Spirit of God and you can't find it in the Word of God, that's really not enough, okay? That's not enough because even that you could be misinterpreting the Spirit of God. And so you want to use the Word of God as that, that sort of first filter, because if it disagrees with the Word of God, it's not the Spirit of God, because they're one and the same, because all Scripture is breathed by the Spirit, which is why we've named morning breath morning breath years and years ago, because God would breathe on His Word, and we would read it in the morning. That's how the, that's how the name came to be. And so I love this. And so if you're, you know, You could even use this for just to stop getting tricked by, you know, phony videos on Facebook or, you know...
1: Let's talk about that. So (laughs) someone sent me a video. Let's just stop beating around the bush. Someone sent me a video that was a quote-unquote prophetic dream by someone who i never heard of, and they'd never heard of. And they sent it to me like it was... um, you know, wanted my opinion or whatever. So I start listening to it and Matt's sitting there listening to it and he's like, what is this? Like, who is this? And I said, I don't know. This was sent to me. I'm trying to listen to it. And it invoked so much fear in me. And that was the thing that's, that, that didn't wasn't established for me in in myself because I was like, the Holy spirit doesn't lead with fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. If, the Lord is correcting us or convicting us about something and it's something that's even like uncomfortable to deal with like some a sin in our life or whatever even that correction or conviction would be led by peace like we would have this like check in our spirit as like a check mark like yep that hit the spot like that hurts but that's right that's true and there was none of that like there was a a weird like weird thing going on with it and so you you had to leave but then you called me and you're like that was not prophetic and you explained why and you told me to stop watching it and (laughs) it was very helpful
0: well yeah you you people get caught up and i've been caught up before with just fear you know you you hear something that makes you scared and it automatically pokes your ears up because you know we fear can be a great uh, motivator in some ways like be afraid to cross you know, walk across 95. You should be afraid of that, you know? Um, but being afraid and having the spirit of fear is totally two different things, if that makes sense. Um, but I remember back in um, Y2K. Little this Y2K. Is Y2K, 1999. Everyone thought the world was ending.
1: Everyone remembers where they were at Y2K, don't um, you? Where were you? I don't know. Oh, no. I remember. <laughs> I was on a farm in Ohio.
0: <laughs> Everyone but me, apparently. <laughs>
1: Oh, um, well, I do. Let's
0: say I do. <laughs> I don't remember where I was on Y2K, um, but I do remember leading up to it, sitting there um, sanding chairs at the church because um, that was my job I had to work in the maintenance department, sanding all those chairs by hand. And uh, sure enough, I'm listening to Christian radio and these this group of like pastoral leaders was basically saying that uh, when the year 2000 came... And a lot of people thought this would happen. They thought that all the computers had never been uh, calibrated to clock over from the year 1999 to the year 2000. They'd never considered that feature in a computer previous to the year 2000. So all these computers had to be updated with a date that crossed the year 1999. And so what they thought would happen is computers hit went from 1999 and had nowhere else to go in the internal year clock that they would begin to malfunction and shut down. And so imagine all the computers of, of America shutting down and then computers of the world shutting down and causing chaos and pandemonium. And, and so we're sitting there listening and these pastors are talking about the end of the world, you know, as we know, it, the apocalypse is happening, The all this stuff. And, and one of them was like, you know, there are you know, whatever, 80 countries of nuclear weapons and the top countries like the United States and Russia and some of these others, we have the technology to update our computers in time. But some of these countries that have nuclear weapons, they don't have the technology to update their computers in time. And all of the nuclear missiles are going to be launched from you know, 75 countries at the same time. And many of them are targeted in America. And this is God's judgment and execution against America. This is on the same radio station that Morning Breath is on, that you're <laughs> listening to right now, right? And so I'm like... And I didn't know people could just buy time on the station. <laughs> and uh, so someone had bought time, obviously. And it's just, you know, just pumping out there. And oh, my gosh, it was like I was so afraid and so terrified. And I I come talk to my dad and he's like, wow, he's like, Matt. He's like, you know, I've lived through this multiple times. This was a common thing through the 80s and through the 90s where people would just be like, the apocalypse is upon us. 88 reasons why the year 1988 is this. And people were selling gold and beans and food and bunkers and shelters and all these things because they thought the world was ending in the year 2000. And this is the thing like, you know, as believers, we don't need to get caught up in apocalyptic pandemonium, you know, theology and all these things. There's nothing good is going to come out of that. We've been given a mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not supposed to end until it ends. And so we don't have to worry about when the world's going to end. Know. You will know. <laughs> it'll be here like in the blink of an eye. I'm pretty sure it'll be here. Can we, Could we even be prepared for the end of the world if we knew it was coming? No, I don't think so. What, what would you do? Go hide in a bunker and short sell the stock market? I don't know. Like, you know, if you really believed it, that's what you do. But it's just the tool of the enemy to keep you distracted from the mission that God has given us to reach the world. For Jesus. It's
1: such a spirit of distraction and intimidation, and I really had to work. Now, now that I had these words in in me, I had to then be responsible to work through them and actually pray through them and rebuke the spirit of fear, the spirit of uh, confusion, intimidation, and um, all of that. And I did work through it, and I actually had a really great time of prayer because I happened to be alone at my house, which never, ever Shocking. happens. And so I had about like 20 minutes where I just prayed and I prayed against that. But then I prayed for other people who I know, uh, a friend of mine, her husband is in the hospital. I prayed for him. I prayed for each state um, by name in alphabetical order. Cause that awesome song, 50 nifty United States that I learned in elementary school. <laughs> and I prayed for every state of our union that, that Pete, there would be a spirit of unity in the United States of America once again, and that we would all come together and um, be led by love. And so What is cool about that is as frustrating as it was to hear that video and then have to work through it and then have to pray through it and all that stuff, like out of it came 20 minutes of prayer that I wouldn't have spent otherwise. And so I feel like the enemy was trying to steal, kill, and destroy, which is all he does. And when he opens his mouth, he's lying because he's the father of lies. But out of that, the Lord took it instantly and turned it for good and actually had me spend some focused time in prayer. I prayed again against COVID and I had, I For You know, this all started in March. And every night for several weeks, I was praying every night against this disease. And you just get complacent. You know, there's the one night you forget to do it. And then it's been five nights and it's been 10 nights. And and then and so hearing, you know, they've been saying our numbers have been going up in Murray County and all these things. It's like ramping up again in my mind. Well, my prayer needs to ramp up. You know, and that's what's going to bring the ultimate spirit of peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace, so we have access to him at all times.
0: that's good. You know, when we are, as a culture, dealing with stress levels that I don't don't think we've seen in a long time, you know, a world pandemic and and all these things, plus access to unlimited, unverified information, Mm -hmm. um, plus uh, a lot of the racial tension and healing that is needed in America that's going on right now. Um, the unrest, rioting, all of these things, we are more susceptible to being uh, kind of led astray by lies because it preys upon our fears and anxieties and worries. And so I really like verse 11 because it says, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Then it says, strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you and what this means is you've really got to work for these things you've got to work for full restoration how you do that encourage one another be of one mind live in peace and the result of that is the god of love and peace will be with you if you don't work hard for these things, you're gonna struggle with love and peace. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna struggle walking in love and having peace. If you're not working for restoration, if you're not considering you know, one another and encouraging them, if you're not trying to live in the sense of unity as, as believers, if you're not trying to live at peace. You know, it's really interesting right now, I, I posted something on a group, it's a group uh, on Facebook group, I was asking questions about springs, which ones, you know, are less likely to have alligators, you know, could just try to maybe find a spring that our family could try and go because out. Someone doesn't. You hate alligators. Out. I I don't worry about things as much. And so I thought, let me let me post something in this group. And so many people were so helpful. But then I, as I started reading People would put memes where they're like rolling eyes at my comments, or saying if you don't like Gators, leave Florida. And you know this is supposed to be like a group for people that enjoy the springs. Someone's asking for a recommendation for a spring, and people take the opportunity to be insulting and rude and demeaning. It took everything within me not to, not to light them up and you know kind of just get all angry and talk you know talk back and trash them and talk to them about why they should leave this group if they're not willing willing to help people what's the point of being here you know you're just here to insult people and all that right took everything in me not to kind of take that tack back with them but it's i had to strive for peace i had to strive for unity. I just strive to encourage. There's a lot of people not striving for that right now. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's even harder for you and for me to strive for these things. And so we've really got to lean into a relationship with God. We really got to press in. These are triggers that, that the enemy is trying to get you to trigger to hate somebody, to hate another church, to hate your pastor, to hate your spouse, to hate, you know, a, to hate a race even. You know, you could hate another race right now for no reason, for no reason at all, because you've been
1: triggered by the enemy. Don't mm. take the lie. Yep. Don't take the lie. Don't take the bait. The bait, exactly. Uh, verse 5 actually goes along with that. It says, Test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you are in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Examine yourselves, not me. And the Amplified adds that. Examine yourselves, not me. Paul was writing this letter to the Corinthians, and he's saying, test and evaluate yourselves to see whether you're in the faith and living your lives as committed believers. Look in the mirror, people, you know, because basically it sounds like they were giving a lot of, or putting out a lot of accusations against him. And he's like, listen, I answer to God for me. You answer to God for you. So go look in the mirror and figure it out. And you're responsible for your answer and reaction to these people, even though they were being ridiculous, you're still responsible for your answer and reaction. And so I think that's really... A good point yeah. and very I mean,
0: difficult the, the Bible puts it like this. Don't go pull the speck out of your neighbor's eye when you got a log sticking out of your own, lie, own eye. In other words, like, take care of your own stuff before yeah. you go pick on other people. And don't take the bait of somebody else who's willing to pick on you. I hope this encouraged you today. Um, I love the final scripture. It says, May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. What a great ending. Like, yeah. the grace of God... Thank you, Lord, for your grace, the love of God. We all need that. But then the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you now to teach you, to guide you, and direct you in your life. We encourage you to uh, just just jump in with that thought. Thanks for listening to Morning Breath. Uh, we can't wait to see you next time. God bless you. You are listening to Morning Breath from
1: East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco.
0: Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. As always, we offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting. Treating you like family. God bless you. We want to be a church that's focused on God, focused on the people on the inside, and focused on the people on the outside. Love God, love the church, love people, because we're building a life-giving church that lasts. East Coast Christian Center. Join us every weekend, Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30, 10, and 11.30 a.m. East Coast Christian Center is located at 680 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. The Avenue Worship Center. Enjoy a fresh-brewed cup of coffee with friends and family. Service times are at 9.30 and 11 a.m. at 85 North Richland Avenue. East Coast Christian Center Coco. We now have three services every Sunday morning at 8.15, 10 o'clock, and 11.45 a.m. Located at 1855 North Friday Road Cocoa. For more information, call 452-1060, extension 100. That's 452-1060, extension 100. Or visit us online at eccc.us. That's eccc.us. East Coast Christian Center. Building a life-giving church that lasts. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend.